Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today I am absolutely thrilled to debut an interview that I did with none other than Kaylin Coleman, the actress who plays Grace Dupont Dulac on Interview with a Vampire. You might recall that I spoke with Kaylin a couple of weeks ago for What to Watch about her role as Grace and all of the things that we see Grace do in the first three episodes at that point. And now we have, if you've watched tonight's episode of Interview with a Vampire, you know that it's the end of the road for Grace, at least as far as we know. Who knows if she may pop up later on, but for the most part, she and her husband are on their way north and they're leaving New Orleans and they're leaving Louis and, you know, and everything they know because every, they're the last ones, really. Louis has been gone for seven years and it's time for them to leave and things have changed to the point where they need a fresh start. And so they're moving their family north and that's the end of the chapter. Now for the fa- the past six episodes, though, five episodes, I should say. Um, we've seen Grace go from this amazing, the, the love child, the, the joy child, the, the, the child of the family who is just so full of life and love and joy. Um, this young woman in her, her early twenties and, and she ages throughout the five episodes into her mid forties. And that's where we say goodbye. And it's been such an amazing transformation what I cannot believe is that this is Kaylin's first TV show. This is her first big role. And I would not guess that if she hadn't told me that herself. So when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, I knew we had to keep this conversation going. It was a magical conversation that we had. And I really, if there's a way that I can I can bring that audio to you, I will make it happen because it was such an amazing conversation. And um, hopefully I was able to capture that in the the written interview that I did for What to Watch. But I knew we had to keep it going. So Kaylin was kind enough to come on the podcast and we talked about everything, about how she got the role, how she came to the role, how she originated the role. And we were able to go through everything. And it's it's a wonderful conversation. It's um, She is one of the, the most fun and inspiring people to talk to. She is just, she's so positive in her smile. And, and she's just, I mean, I told her this and I, and I, I don't, I don't exaggerate when I say it, you know, knowing that this is her first major role, I am going to be excited to say when she wins an Oscar one day, because she will, she has, she's just amazing. When she wins an Oscar one day, I'm going to say, I interviewed her on my podcast back when this was her first role. That's how amazing of an actor she is. And I just, I can't say enough about her and, and the the presence that she has. And it's just, I, I feel like we will have many conversations in the future. So I, obviously I can't say enough. And, and you know how I am. Those of you who have listened to the podcast, you know that I don't say things that I don't mean. And I mean this in every sense of, of the word that I absolutely love talking with Kaylin because it's just, it's, it's like we've known each other forever and we have this, you know, where we get to go into these characters and, and really talk about it. And she was kind enough to share so many stories, things that happened on set, her, you know, her interactions with the, with other cast members, with the, the crew and, and Rollin and, and all of these things. And so 
if you appreciate Interview with a Vampire the way I do, and I think by now you know that I've been a fan for years and years and years, um, this conversation is even more special. So I can't wait for you to listen. Thank you so much for uh, for listening to this podcast because this is a this is an important one. This is one that I it's very near and dear to my heart. So without any further ado, here is my interview with Kaylin Coleman. Today I'm talking with the amazing Kaylin Coleman, who is the star of Interview with a Vampire on AMC. She plays Louis' sister, Grace Duquantulac, and we get to see over the course of the series, we've been able to see Grace's kind of growth and development. And Kaylin is the one who's brought all of those stages of Grace's life together. And Kaylin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Sarah Beth. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> you know, this has been such a journey for, I think, all of us, because if you're an Anne Rice fan, you've wanted to see this story come to life. If mm. you are a fan of the series, seeing the actors portray these characters has been so, so amazing. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what it's like from your, your perspective, because this was your first big series. I mean, this was your first big project, and to land this one, I mean... <sighs> The, the accolades have been rolling in the top <laughs> streaming show of the, you know, of the fall that, you know, everybody loves it. It's been so well reviewed. Like, what is it like to be in your world right now to be a part of this, this amazing series? Mm, mm. You know what? It's been a wild, wild ride. And overall, I can just say, I am so, so grateful. Um, you mentioned it, but this is truly my first TV show period. My first time on TV. I've done short films before. I've definitely done theater, um, but this is my first project. So for it to be this one and to be able to continue in and Rice's legacy in this way and to introduce the world to these fantastical characters, it's just been an honor and a joy. And I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm just sitting in the, the gratitude right now for sure. I love it. I love it. I would love to go back, um, you know, anybody who has read the interview that we did before, we, we talked about a lot, mm-hmm. but this is our chance to go back and kind of dig in deeper because we didn't really, you can't really sum up your whole experience. I mean, I, we could, we would need days to really have the, we I would know. have to pull a Daniel and Louie <laughs> to really get some okay. story. Hopefully a little less friction, but yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But I, I, I mean that when we first talked, we had such a magical conversation that mm-hmm. I wish we could have used that audio because it was just, we had so much fun talking that day. Yeah, yeah. And I know that there's so many stories and so many things that we want to get into, but I would love to kind of go back to even before that and get to know you a little better and, you know, yeah. where you know, how did you get into acting and how did you come to this role? Because, you know, as you say, this is your first TV show. So this is a huge thing to land a project of this magnitude so early in your career. Truly, truly. Um, Okay, so I'll give you a little bit about about me. (laughs) (laughs) I am from Richmond, Virginia, and I am a daughter. I am a sister. I am an auntie to 10 nieces and nephews now. Oh my goodness. Big family, which is one of the main reasons I connected with Grace and the character and the, the family unit in general. But I made my way up the East Coast. I went to the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia for undergrad. I majored in communications and I minored in theater. 
And then I found myself in New York trying to figure it out as an actor. Um, worked at the Drama Bookshop, which is this incredible 100 plus year old theater um, oasis. And I'm so grateful um, for my time there. I did the grind for a while and realized I really wanted to get more tools, get more techniques, become more confident in my craft. So I wanted to apply to grad schools. And eventually I got into Brown University's um, MFA in acting program. And I graduated in 2020, right? I graduated wow. in the midst of the storm, okay? Wow. It was wild, no showcase, no graduation. You know, all of us, in all different parts of the world, we're experiencing so many changes and, um, you know, a release of expectations had to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but God is good. My ancestors are great. And, you know, the universe made it so I was able to find a team and, you know, continue to audition. And so there was one weekend where I had about six auditions to get done by like Monday. And you know, first of all, there was a time when I couldn't even get an audition. So it was an incredible gift that was happening. But I was feeling a little overwhelmed. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to get this done? And then all of a sudden on a Saturday, I think about a year ago, um, Interview with a Vampire came to my inbox. And I said, what is this? I, I read the character breakdown. I said, wait, this sounds good. This character looks good. And I read that script from top to bottom. I could not put it down. Rollin did an amazing job with the characters, with the world through, of course, Anne Rice's um, language and world and um, legacy. So I knew I had to do it that night. So I called my friend and I said, hey, can we do a self-tape? And I literally put it on tape that night. And wow. from there, I dived deep into Anne Rice, into her interviews, listened to the book. It was about 16 hours long, you know, just really tried to do a bunch of research about free people of color, Creole folks, um, New Orleans, Storyville. And it has just been an amazing, amazing journey. One thing I'll say is, you know, Cicely Tyson says this thing where she says, if my skin tingles, I know it's something I must do if my skin tingles, I know it's something that I must do. So that's what, when I read about Grace and when I saw that she was the joy child of the family, I said, this is for me, this is for me. And what an amazing character to come into because not only is she the joy child and, and, and I wanna get into some of these amazing scenes that you have because you're in some of the most pivotal and memorable scenes of, of the series so far, but, you get a chance to kind of create her because she's not a huge character in the book. I mean, she's, mm -hmm. she's mentioned, she doesn't, but you don't get the story that, that we have here in the series, right, right. but then you also get to kind of portray the full measure of her life. You get to put, you know, portray the young woman, the young bride, yes. the young mother, yes, the mature mother, and then <laughs> you know, the, the, the grieving daughter. And then ultimately the grieving sister, you know, who's been through a lot and has to move on, you know, to something different. Like she has to leave her life behind. You're portraying several years of a life, but the only tool that you really have, you know, it, you know, you have costumes and you have, you know, expressions, but I mean, you can feel Grace's 
aging without, I mean, yeah. it's, it's not, I mean, you look amazing throughout the whole thing. It's not <laughs> like they you. had to do, you know, they, they didn't put you in, in makeup or, you know, I mean, it literally is just your embodiment shows that passage of time, the maturity. And, and every time we see her, time has passed. Mm. What an amazing role to come into, to be able to, to, to play all of those. I mean, basically they're all different characters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I was like, <laughs> it just makes me laugh now, but I was like, you know, God is good. It's just, you know, my, for my first character, for her to live a life over the span of five episodes, it's just wild. It was like, boom, we're dropping you in and you're going to have babies. You're going to have a wedding. You're going to have a funeral. You're going to be grieving. Like there's going to be so much that happens. Um, and so I think one of the things that makes me so excited as an actor is that I got to grow with grace so as grace matured so did I you know I got more comfortable I got more grounded I got more confident and so did grace um in her in her life and I I just have so many memories of of different things that happen on set like working with twin babies for the first time or you know the wedding scene which was so much fun like the tap dancing like everyone being around that good energy that was the day that felt most like theater to me you know um and I got the gift of pretty much shooting things in order so oh, wow. I was able to, we did block shooting, which meant we did like one and two at the same time, three and four, five and six. So those within the episodes, they would be out of order, but at least it was sort of in the, in the time frame. Um, mm -hmm. So that was also such a gift. And I think that my prayer and hope is that, you know, as grace grows, like people grow with her and, and, and sort of take in that human journey. It's a tough thing in a vampire world to be human because mm -hmm. seven years will pass, which is a blink of, a, <laughs> of an eye for them, but there's been so much that happened in the life of a human. So um, that's also one of the frictions um, that's, that's a part of the balance of the show. And you touched on so many important things there. But one of the things, I mean, you're building this, this, this season is the platform upon which a huge universe is about to unfurl. We already know that the, the show has been renewed for season two, but there's, there's so many things that are building out of this. So you're on the ground floor, but you're also with all of these other actors, you know, Jacob Anderson and Sam Reed and Bailey Bass and, and Eric Bogosian. Yes who are about to, you know, to continue the story and to keep the story going. Yes. But I can imagine that you were all kind of trying to figure things out as you were going because you had to, everybody had to kind of figure out the voice. Oh, absolutely. You have to figure out your voice, your body, your accent, your, your like state as far as emotional. There's so much that goes into really figuring out your character. And that was a learning for me. Some actors say they don't find who they are until the last day on set. <laughs> you know, so for me, it was truly a practice of trust and surrender. You know, I truly, Rollin, who's the showrunner, and was also a beautiful mentor throughout the process. You know, one of the biggest pieces of advice he gave me was trust us, right? trust the, the showrunner, trust the director, trust the editor, trust the actors around you um, and just show up as you are um, mm -hmm. and know that we're going to find it together. Um, and so we truly, we truly, truly did. Um, and as the show progresses, I feel like it, you, you see that 
you see that progression happening. So it's a it's a beautiful thing. And speaking of all the actors you mentioned, I didn't get a chance to work with Eric, unfortunately. I hope to one day, but Jacob, damn, they are just incredible humans. And Bailey, I got to work with a bit as well, but I've really gotten to know her after the show. And she's also just an angel of a human. So I'm just so grateful that everybody from the cast, the crew, hair, makeup, crafty, all the PAs, everybody was just so happy to be there. Um, I felt like truly the spirit of Anne Rice was there. She passed shortly after I, I had already been cast, but it was shortly before my first day on set that she passed. And it truly, we felt grounded, I feel, in her, um, in her spirit. And I feel like everyone wanted to be there and everyone was really good at their job. <laughs> and so it just made everything that much easy, easier, I'd say. And what a time, I mean, you, you touched on how you had to audition. I mean, you had to, to graduate in this COVID situation and then you had to audition mm. and Sam and Jacob have talked about how they had to, to do Zoom, you know, their, their um, you know, when they were doing their their screen tests like they were mm -hmm. on zoom and they were in different time zones and mm -hmm. you know so to be able to come together I mean because you really do feel you know a lot of shows don't kind of you don't feel a cohesion among the characters right away yeah and in this one I mean it feels like you really knew each other you know when you're sitting down for breakfast you know that that yeah. all of the interactions were so genuine and 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 um but it must have been an amazing feeling to be you know, to come together finally after being apart and, and being able to put something together that's so beautiful. Yes. But behind yeah. the scenes, there was so much going on to, to have to bring that together, to, you know, to be able to bring it together. Exactly. Um, you know, COVID is uh, you, many things, okay? And I think <laughs> one of the things that it does do is change the environment of the set and how, you know, much actors get to be in the same room with each other or, you know, have lunch or dinner. Um, one of the main things that was important to me was to get to know my family members um, and my husband, you know, who was who played by Christian Robinson on the show, who is just an incredible human as well. And so some of my favorite um, memories are, you know, eating, going to dinner, going to lunch, grabbing a coffee with him or Ray Don, um, between takes, just having conversations with Jacob. There was the first day I was on set, the producers who are also incredible and welcomed me with open arms. Um, okay, actually, you have to, I have to, okay, there's two stories. Okay, the first story. This is what I'm telling you, because like th there was a family within the cast, but also within the interview with the vampire community. Um, I had just shot my first scene. It was the breakfast scene, actually. My first scene was the breakfast scene. Oh my God. Talk about I, trial with trial by fire. What an amazing. I would child. never. That is, oh my God. That just, whoa. Yes. Yes. And I was on the inside, I was like screaming, but on the outside, <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to be calm. But um, everyone, like I said, was just so amazing and um, meeting each other where we are. So I, I finished the scene and Adam, who's one of the producers, comes up and he gives me a big hug and he says, this is from Rowan. Congrats on shooting your first scene. Do you know, like moments like those are what I hold on to forever. They grounded me in knowing that there, that I was supposed to be there, that there was a space made for me and my character, that I was important and valued. And um, 
that's just, that's the love that I would carry on the set. So going back to the other story. Um, so I'm walking, the producers like, let me come on set to, you know, just watch before I have to shoot. Mm -hmm. And I meet Jacob for the first time. And I'm like, and I'm like so excited. And um, I come around into like one of the back rooms that he's in. And he just welcomes me with the biggest embrace and hello and all the warmth. And I knew then I was like, that's my brother. It's going to be easy. No problem at all. Because when you lead with the open heart, the way that he does, um, and I told him this often, I felt like he was the heartbeat of the set. You know, as the one and two on set, him and Sam have a big job to like set the like pace and set the energy. And they just held it with so much grace and so much presence um, and really taught me when I get in that position, how I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that just, I mean, I can only imagine how that would help in making, you know, the breakfast scene come to life as your first scene. And because I wanted to talk, I mean, Grace is in so many important moments. I mean, yeah. and again, I can't stress enough the fact that as a foundation, those episodes that, you know, the, the first five episodes and, and cause I haven't seen the sixth episode yet, but, um, right, right, right. <laughs> I'm so excited to see it. But, you know, based on those, these first five episodes, like we're still going through kind of the last vestiges of Louis's human life. Right. And she's such a huge part of it. So, you know, to, to start out in the, in the early days, you know, with this happy family and, you know, all of the things that are happening, you have this, and we talked a little bit about this in our first, our first conversation where, mm -hmm. you know, Grace is at the table saying, you know, I want to talk about my wedding. I want to be thinking about my wedding and I have to listen to you two guys like bickering. You know, like, you know, and it just set the tone for this family dynamic that was so important, which then, you know, as things happen, as Lestat comes into the family's life and, and mm -hmm. there's a dinner and the dinner is, you know, he's mm -hmm. charming and then he's all, it, it devolves into something completely different. Mm -hmm. And then everybody starts realizing, you know, maybe this isn't the best influence for my brother, you know, for right. my son, for, you know, this isn't the right situation. Yeah. So, you know, can we talk a little bit about some of these scenes and, and, and bringing them to life? Because they, they're all so key, but they have, it, it's one of the rare moments where everybody's together. I mean, you have a lot of people in these, these moments and they're so key to the whole story. Exactly. So, okay. So many things. So we know that like Grace starts at 22, young, bright, hopeful. Yeah. Has lost her father. He's passed by about five years before the, um, the show starts, but I think their family dynamic is rooted in, uh, you know, it works. I don't know if it's healthy all the time, but it works for them. Um, and she ages to about like, you know, mid forties, uh, by the end of the scene, but, um, I love that you mentioned that scene where everyone is together because it's so true. As we mentioned before, uh, Louis' sister is in the book, right? She's a part of his life. Um, I think Louis says in the book that he gets closer to her after he becomes a vampire, which is interesting. Um, and she is kind of that family member who I think he watches and tries to keep in contact with in, in a similar way. Um, but Rollin um, has built that out so beautifully and tried to give more space for the family so folks can really understand what Louis is missing or trying to hold on to. Um, and I think within that, because it's a vampire show, there's so much of the human life that you don't see, like the, the deterioration, the tears of, you know, 
loss and loneliness, um, what Grace and her husband, Lavi are, are, are experiencing her mother um, as well, um, not having Louis in their lives. But um, bringing those scenes to life was so delightful because like you said, we didn't get, we didn't get many opportunities to be happy together. <laughs> so that's why it was so important for that breakfast scene and the scene where Louis um, gets me a trip to Europe before, of course, something traumatic happens and then I don't go. Um, but, you know, that, that, that conversation, setting our foundation, as well as the dinner scene before it goes. It's so important to feel the joy and the love um, in, the, in the sibling relationship and um, from mother to daughter to son, you know, the wedding, the joy of it, right? That was so important because we know where we have to go um, right. and what happens. So, you know, <laughs> it's tough. It, did it take, it, I imagine some scenes were harder to shoot than others because oh my there gosh. were, there were, I, I would like to imagine, and I don't know this for sure, but I would like to imagine there were some, there was some laughter, maybe some outtakes, like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> come to yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll even mention this is later on in the series, but like, this is what I'm saying. Like, first of all, so I mentioned this. Um, did, did I talk about the ABC song? No, no. Okay, there's two stories I want to tell you. So, <laughs> it's the first one. So this is, in think, in episode two, when it's been a minute since I've seen Louis. Grace is still trying to have him in her life. This is the scene with the infant. So okay. on set, right, what was happening is there, there were two babies, although you only saw one. Um, and of course, that often happens on set so that if one's crying, you can work with the other one. And um, the parents were there and the babies were sleepy, right? It was very late on set. And they were like, you know, as babies do, they were, they were crying, doing their baby thing. And we were trying to rock them. We were trying to figure it out. And I was like, you know, I'm an auntie, you know, I think that I have, I'm a child whisperer. So I, the fact that I couldn't get the baby quiet, I was like, oh no. Um, and so Jacob asked, he's like, he asked the dad, he's like, uh, what song does a baby like? And he says the ABCs. So like, we're in probably like, I don't know, the ninth or 10th take of the night, who knows? Um, and all of a sudden I start singing, Jacob starts singing, and then the entire cast and crew starts singing the ABCs to this infant child. And it is so beautiful, so beautiful. Cause I was feeling so much anxiety cause I wanted to, you know, help as much as I could. And, um, just to know that the whole community was together, uh, was, was perfect, was perfect. And Jacob couldn't really because he had to be his vampire self at that time. He couldn't really like be the sweet dad that he actually is in real life. Mm -hmm. um, so it was just a really wonderful, funny moment. Um, and yeah, you know, some days the scenes were felt easier to shoot. Some days it was really tough, you know, depending on, you know, wherever I was emotionally. And the thing I had to keep remembering was I have to surrender. I have to trust myself. I have to trust the people around me and just be. And it is so helpful to do that when you have seen partners who are present with you. Um, so for sure. Wow. No, that I, I can only imagine what was going on behind the scenes. And, you know, again, it, it, and kind of going back to something that we talked about before, you know, these scenes are also so important in the development of 
of Jacob's character mm -hmm. because you can see that influence from his sister and his mother. I mean, if if they weren't important to him, and, and Grace especially, if she wasn't important to him, he wouldn't keep going back. It would be very, you know, it'd be one thing. If he didn't care, he could have just moved on, but he keeps trying to come back. And it feels like he's just, you know, he wants to keep that relationship going, even though it probably just, it, it isn't possible. And I know you had talked and I, it never occurred to me, but I, I loved when you were talking before about how you think that Grace could have handled it. If he had said like, Hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. He probably could have handled it. Sarah, listen, listen, I might be in my own little dream world, but I believe that Grace could have handled it. I really do think she could have held space for, I don't know if Louis would have told her the whole truth, but if he had let her in on anything, mm -hmm. any sort of, I feel like she would have tried her best to understand because you got to understand for Grace, he's just disappeared. He doesn't explain where he is. He's missed all the like, you know, the birthdays, the wet, you know what I mean? All of, yeah. all of the life celebrations that are important to humans. And not only that, you know, as the series goes on and anytime he comes around, something violent happens, something dark happens. There's, you know, it's just not a good thing for her or her family. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it comes to a point where she really has to draw the line. Although he might be thinking he's doing something by bringing money, you know, and I'm sure it's helpful for her. The money is helpful, okay? But the <laughs> money isn't love, you know, it isn't presence. And that's what she wants, especially since eventually he's the only living family member she has right. um, of her immediate family. Um, and they've been through such trauma and loss that um, I think she just has to put her family first. But I do think that if Louis could just try to be a little honest, I think that Grace would have tried to show up for him in whatever way she could. And, you know, I think that that conversation really takes on a different note because when we were talking initially, we were talking about episode three. And now we've gotten to the fifth episode yeah. and Grace has to say goodbye because so much has happened. You know, he's been gone for seven years and- yeah he shows back up and, you know, they're, they're actually, she had actually had a, a grave created for him because she didn't, she didn't know, like she didn't know where he was, but I think you just hit on something. I know it never really occurred to me that there's this weird tie with the money, because if you, you know, at the, in the very beginning of the series, he's taking care of the family and he's doing whatever it takes, even if he has to, you know, resort to what he's doing, the, the businesses, it's all about taking care of his family. And yeah. he's so excited to present this, this trip for her for as a wedding gift. And, you know, there's, I know. and then things just keep happening to where, you know, when, when their mother dies, you know, she's asking about the house and she's very insistent. We don't want your money. We want to pay for it. We want to, you know, we want to do this on our own. And even in the end, he's still kind of, it shifts a little bit because then it becomes this it's almost like he's dangling things in front of her, like, you know, or not, you know, not in a weird way, but like, he's got this, he's got this tie to her because he was financially responsible for her. And then he left. And the reason she has to leave is because they have to go find work up North. And, mm -hmm. you know, that realization of like, I've been gone and this could be my fault. Like if I hadn't, if these things hadn't happened, maybe I wouldn't be losing my sister when I, you know, when I am. It's such an yeah. interesting thing. 
It is so interesting. It's so interesting. And by that time, like you said, you know, I think they, she she's definitely stopped taking money from him. Mm-hmm. Um, her and Levy had their own family, are trying to make it work. And, you know, historically during that time, a lot was happening. So they do have to um, find work and hopefully prosperity elsewhere. Um, and I think for Grace, she's had too many heartbroken nights. Mm-hmm. Too many nights of not understanding. She hears too many stories of what's going on. And in order to fully leave, she has to close this chapter in some way. So she invites him to the gravesite to say goodbye, to let him know that this is what it has to be. This is what it has come to. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says it um, in the conversation, like, I don't need money from you. I don't need compliments from you. Um, I just need to say this. Although I was talking to the director, Levin, who is a genius. He is an incredible, incredible person, incredible director, and he's such a fan of Anne Rice. And it was so prevalent in the way that he directed us and the type of questions mm-hmm. he was asking us. He's such an actor's director. Like he was just a phenomenal person to work with. And, you know, we both said, you know, all Grace wants is a hug. All Grace wants is him to fight for her. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, he doesn't say much at all in that last scene. Um, and so she has to walk away, you know? Um, it's not like she gives him much space to say anything, but if he was right. fighting, if, if he was fighting, you know, she would have to be quiet. <laughs> right. Right. And I, and again, I think that's what's so interesting because he, he immediately tries to say like, you know, he tries to say something about money and she's like, I don't want it. I don't want that. I don't want compliments. I don't want, she just shuts it all down because that's always been kind of the, you know, that's been what he's done in the past. And so, and I mean, it's just, it's so, it's such an interesting place to arrive at after all of the hope that came in the early episodes after the wedding and the children, you know, and, and, you know, to, to, to finish her story it's it's a beautiful character arc but it's so tragic because it's not the happy ending that I think that they envisioned in the first episode you know everything was bright and everybody was happy and and there was this bright future ahead and then everything changed and so this is the the sum result of all of those changes is that he now has to say goodbye and it's not under the best circumstances I know it's you know Kaylin wants there to still be a chance for a happy ending you know I want I want there to be a chance for them to reconcile even in her eldest age or whatever um but who knows if that will be so what you said is absolutely true and that's what makes it heartbreaking and all the more reason why you know another reason why he needed Claudia Mm -hmm. um to fill that family void, to fill that sister void, uh, daughter, all of it um, that he's been losing. And, you know, shortly after she comes right back because she was at the gravesite, she saw it. So I thought it was a really nice um, sort of added element that mm-hmm. Rollin put in. Because in the book, he does watch her at a gravesite, mm-hmm. um, at his gravesite. But I think in the series, the writers have given her a lot more agency. Mm-hmm. and choosing to say goodbye in this way it gives grace the opportunity to be in power in this way to understand that he is actually not dead but 
he is essentially dead to her. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's such a beautiful, a beautiful moment, because again, something that we touched on before was that Louis has always had these strong female presences in his life. And so mm-hmm. we hadn't arrived at Claudia's arrival when we talked initially, because she hadn't, right. she hadn't, or she hadn't come into the scene yet. So then for this, this mysterious child to come into his life and they, mm-hmm. sh- they show up at the mother's funeral. Right. Of all the Dressed places. in all red. What? And, yeah. And, and just all of, I mean, all of these things and, 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 but it just, it really underscores how Louis has always been connected to the female, to the maternal, um, whether Claudia can fulfill whatever that need is now that right. Grace is gone, but it's such an interesting, it's an interesting thing to see the continuation of that pattern that he had his, his strong mother, his strong sister, the women that he worked with, um, you know, Right. Now, Claudia, I mean, he's just, there's this running theme of Louis always having this, this maternal female energy in his life in some capacity. And so when you look at how specifically in, in, in the fifth episode, you know, that he goes through this really interesting arc because of the lack of women. I mean, I don't want to say the lack of women in his life because I, that doesn't quite capture it, but it really, I mean, he goes through this really dark period because he doesn't have his family around. Mm-hmm. Claudia's not around. And the house is literally a mess. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's almost like this metaphor for like his whole world falls apart. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have these elements that he had always had before. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think, I don't know if Jacob said it once or what, what I must've been watching any interview. I don't know what I watched, but you know, he really starts to understand what he had once he becomes a vampire, once he's already given it up. So I love that you that you noted that like there's so much woman power, woman strength, woman love, woman, you know, um, essence, you know, in his life through his mother, through his sister, the people he works with, just like you said. And um, I think it's something that he doesn't he doesn't even realize is so important to him until it's gone. Right. Um, and that's often how life is, isn't it? You know, you don't realize what you got till it's gone. Okay, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's a journey. It is a true, true journey that he goes on. And I just wish, you know, I I just wish Grace and Louis could um, could figure it out some way, somehow. <laughs> I, I that would be that would be a dream but it's uh it's a vampire story it's a vampire story. stories don't always have best endings yep you are absolutely right because season two is still coming okay yeah yeah we all know a lot to come <laughs> yeah. but one of the things that you know that I kind of wanted to wrap up our conversation because this has just been so much fun but we had a little bit we got to talk a little bit about all of the beautiful costumes that you got to 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 have throughout this journey and now that we've seen kind of the full range of all of these costumes that that grace has worn yeah and you'd mentioned that the the wedding dress was made for you and Mm -hmm. i mean let's just let's just kind of dive into this this the fashion element of this show because grace has some of the i would say arguably the most beautiful outfits wow thank you because they hey. are just, oh my God, they are beautiful. I mean, Carol Cutshaw, okay. Let's shout her out because she's incredible. 
Um, I was just messaging her yesterday and just celebrate. I mean, this show is beautiful. Just the look of it, how everyone's dressed. It's just so phenomenal. And it feels so authentic to, you know, different photos I've seen, documentaries I've seen of, of, of people during that time of Storyville, of the swagger. And I was so delighted to play Grace because of the gift of like the different time periods she was in, you know? So we started with these very, you know, structured pieces that were bright and beautiful, you know, representing her youth and, you know, light. And then as time went on, we got looser, you know, the twenties and the thirties and um, colors got darker, of course, because every time you see Grace, <laughs> you know, it's at a funeral or it's at something, <laughs> you know, kind of dramatic. So um, in even the hair as well, you know, shout out to Andrea and Larry, um, Andrea did my hair and worked with my natural hair, which is such a gift um, throughout the series. Um, and that also told its own story. Uh, it's just, the costumes were just phenomenal. They were the missing element to truly feeling like you were in this time period. It informed everything. And I think too, you know, as the as she as she grows, you know, um, and the the costumes get looser, mm -hmm. she almost gets you know tighter. Her spine gets longer because she's she's having to carry so much rage and grief, you know, in her back and things of that nature. So it just and anything that I wore always informed, you know, how I walked into the scene. And I just can't thank Carol enough for um, the way she helped us tell a story in that way there's this picture um of me and Christian on the last day of set which was the last scene and she based it on here it is I'll show you um she based it on these two uh at the oh, top can you see them yeah yeah and so me oh and Christian took a picture just like them at the top so you can see oh, how authentic yeah. you know she was really pulling from um the beautiful, beautiful people during that time. So it's a blessing. And it, and see, those are the, I mean, especially because Storyville doesn't exist anymore. Right, right. I mean, you really feel, I mean, I I, I would book a trip there if it existed. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? Like I, I would be yeah. ready. I, I've been to New Orleans. I've, I've been all over the French Quarter and I would go to Storyville right now. If you said like, hey, this was, you missed this. You missed yeah. that spot. I would go there. I mean, it, you know, so for so many people, they're seeing this come to life, but it's so authentic. And so the, to see the costumes that are so authentic, you know, to see photographs like that, I mean, that's just so powerful to know that you, yeah. you're basically, it's it's not, it's, it's not an imaginary thing. I mean, you've realized these characters in every essence of, you know, of, of their world. That, yes, yes. And this show truly is a, a love letter to New Orleans, like the set, the costumes, the characters, everything, I think is really trying to honor in the best way that we know how that time period that people, those people, the history, the culture, the swagger, the music, you know, um, and my hope and prayer is that I get to come back to New Orleans and really experience it for all that it is you know during the time I was shooting I was super scared of COVID so I felt like I went to see some things I did some things I got to go to the Free People of Color Museum which was incredibly um, helpful for my journey and understanding my character and where she was rooted um, shout out to everybody at that museum um, who just welcomed me with open arms and answered all my questions 
Um, but I really want to experience more like the food and, you know, the drink, all of it, all of it. And um, no, we can't go back to that time, but I'm excited to see what they have to have going on right now. I love it. I love it. So hopefully, you know, your next role has something, I mean, could you imagine if you got to go back to New Orleans and, and play a role that's set there? I mean, that would, seems like a dream. Hey, it's out in the <laughs> universe now. Did everyone <laughs> hear right. about Thank you. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh my gosh. Well, I, you know, it's, it's, I feel like even though Grace's journey is coming to an end, mm-hmm. I feel like we are going to be having many conversations because you are just about to launch my hey. You are going places. I mean, even just, even in schedule, I, I will say this for the listeners, even in scheduling our podcast, it was because you've got a lot of stuff going on. You're, you're hey. out there getting out there. And, and I have a feeling that, you know, pretty soon I'm going to see something in deadline saying, Hey, Kaylin Coleman, Coleman is, is she just got picked up on this new series and then we're going to be talking about that amen Sarah Beth listen (laughs) I take that affirmation and it will come true I manifest that it will happen very very soon Um, I'm so excited that this is the beginning of my journey um, and there's so much more to go I learned so much on this show and I can't wait to continue to learn and grow and explore and create new relationships and new characters to be shared with the world this is what I love to do. And it's a blessing that I get to do it and that I got to do it on this show. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so really this is just a, this is a, a goodbye for now, but for not now. a goodbye because we are going to be talking in the future about oh, many yeah. projects. And I, I just can't wait because this has just been, it's such a journey for all of us, but to have yeah. someone as, you know, as beautiful and, and just so invested and, and so authentically excited about I mean your excitement just it, you exude excitement about this project it's not like it's just you know some other role and I wish I, I wish that people could see what I'm seeing right now because <laughs> you're literally glowing when you talk about this show so it's just I mean it, it's so authentic and I just I love that about you know when when actors are able to really connect and it's it means something it's not just another role and I know it's your first role but it's like yeah it feels like this has been such a special thing for everybody involved and it's, and you get it from every corner of the production and, and it just makes me love the show all the more. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I want to shout you out before we get off too, because you, this is my nights are booked. That's what it's called, right? Mm -hmm. My nights are booked with Sarah Beth. And (laughs) I told Sarah Beth before to all the listeners out there that she was my first press interview and the way that you held space for me and my character and the genuine thoughtful questions um, that you asked just make all the difference and made me feel safe and listened to and to explore the series in a way that I didn't even think about sometimes or have not had the opportunity to express. So it's just a gift um, to be here with you and to witness your artistry and the way that you think about um, this art and this world and so it's a blessing for me to be here with you as well oh my gosh well thank you I mean that means (laughs) so much and I just I I feel this connection one day we will be in the same place and we will have the biggest hug in the world yes it's just gonna be it's gonna be magical so I I and I cannot wait for that day to come because it will come it It will will come come. (laughs) period 
Done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough for being here, Kaylin. And thank we, um, like I said, we're going to talk soon. Yes, we will. Bye, y'all. All right. I hope you really enjoyed that interview. It was so much fun to do. And like I said, I really look forward to speaking with Kaylin again in the future. So if you've made it this far in the inter- in the podcast, I really I want to thank you for your support, your continued support. I want to uh, remind you to, to like and subscribe to the podcast on any of the eight platforms where the podcast is hosted. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff coming up in the next com- couple of weeks. Uh, some really exciting interviews that I'm excited about. And um, yeah, so please stay tuned. And thank you so much for listening. And we will talk soon. Thank you so much, everyone.